again. Check it directed, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. My name's Eric McCoy, and this is High Wall Clean. When I taped the show originally, I wasn't feeling well, and I had a very nasally sounding voice. The introductions for my guests are going to include their accomplishments, and DC, the Brain Supreme, has more accomplishments than I could muster up, and he deserves the full introduction. Now, when I originally came across his name, I didn't know who he was nor his group, but I knew his song, and it brought me back many years. His name is Cecil Glenn, or known as DC the Brain Supreme, and it was DC Glenn and Steve Gibson, known as Steve Rowland, who formed Tag Team in the early 90s. Now, one of the first genres of music I liked was hip-hop, but this was, of course, back when it was Run DMC, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, if you remember them, and then I fell into metal like Metallica, ACDC, and even Slayer before fully switching gears into blues, jazz, rock and roll, and of course my favorite band, The Grateful Dead. Now, I recently talked about this idea of a hook in music on our radio show, Hot Topics, which of course is aired on Johnny Rock and Roll Radio. That term, popularized by the blues travelers with the song with the same name, is when a group will use a short riff, a passage, or a phrase to make a song appealing and to catch the ear of the listener. Now, I think Tag Team did this well with their hit song, Whoop, There It Is. Whoop, There It Is. Now, before I bring him on the show, we got a lot to go through. And this may explain why these two may never have to work again. Their song did what most songs rarely do. They've sold over 7 million copies to date. They followed up the Smash single with a platinum-selling album of the same name. They've been number one on the Billboard Hot R&B charts, number two on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. They spent 16 consecutive weeks at number one on the Billboard sales charts, continued to stay in the top 10 for another 24 weeks. They stayed in the top 10 of Billboard's charts for a total of 34 weeks, and this is more than any other single in the rock era. They've been nominated for an American Music Award of 1994, nominated for a Soul Train Music Award, nominated for a NAACP Image Award, nominated for a Billboard Music Award in 1994. They are in the Disney Hall of Fame, and they have been awarded key to the city of Miami, Florida. Now, they are not necessarily our sponsors, but stay tuned for a message from our sponsors. Swoops from Hershey's. Irresistible curves that are bending the rules on how to eat chocolate. 
It's swooping the nation. Your costume, let's begin. Lifeguard mummy, let me hear some noise. Corpse bride in the house, jump, jump, rejoice. Superhero over here, burrito over there. Kitty witch in the air, cowboy derriere. These three words when you're getting dressed up. Boom, there it is. Trust me. Boom, there it is. Boom, there it is. Trust me. Boom, there it is. Boom, there it is. Thousands of new and thrifty costumes, plus costume consultants to help at Savers. Maria really loves the newest scent from Game. Every time she sniffs, this happens. Still there. Still, still there. Now that's how you rock a long travel day. New scent duets from Game. It's the game that keeps on keeping on. Sniff, sniff, hooray. Get even lower prices. Hundreds of toys now on rollback. should stay in diapers. Lux Ultra Leak Guards with heavy-duty blowout protection. Outstanding protection for your little heavy-duty champ. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky roll, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. But aside from those also featured in an AT&T commercial and a commemorative commercial for Pepsi Crystal, they have featured in New Line Cinema's Christmas classic, Elf, Adam's Family Values. They have been in the Disney's The Mighty Ducks, 20th Century Fox's Rio, featured in the Universal Pictures Pitch Perfect, Dimension Films, The Long Shots, featured in the Motion Picture, Gordy Pig Power, Blank Men and the Long Shots. They're licensed for Comedy Central's The Regular Show, featured in TMZ's for the Memphis Grizzlies halftime performance. They've done various parody skits featured on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. ESPN coined, whoop, there it is, the song of the 90s. ABC Television licensed the song for promoting their fall lineup in 1993. Now take a look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, this song was number one in 1993 and synonymous with your Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Here to perform it live, please welcome Tag Team! Our next guest has probably created more fun and excitement with their latest single than any other recording this year. You probably hear it at every good party you go to. The song on the Bellmark label is entitled, Whoop, There It Is. Ladies and gentlemen, give them some love. It's Tag Team. Oh, 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 oh,
They are featured on VH1's True Spin TV series, featured on the VH1's Greatest One-Hit Wonders, featured in the MTV series Daria, featured on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. Featured on CBC's Be and Erica, performed on NBC's Meredith Vieira Show, featured performance on Showtime at the Apollo, performed or appeared on various late-night talk shows such as Arsenio and the Conan O'Brien Show. There it is! They have been on all key talk shows in the 90s, including Geraldo. They have performed on the season premiere of America's Funniest Videos. ABC taped them to perform on the hit show, High School Class Reunion. They've toured the world, performing to sold-out audiences everywhere. Performed halftime shows for the Atlanta Hawks, Chicago Bulls, Philadelphia 76ers, Minnesota Timberwolves, Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, Washington Wizards, Houston Rockets, Denver Nuggets, and the Los Angeles Clippers. They also performed halftime shows for the NFL, NBA, NHL, NCAA, WNBA, World Cup Soccer, and other various sporting events around the world. Regularly tours casinos around the world. They are regulars on the I Love the 90s Tour, freestyle old school jam, freestyle throwback jam. They've toured on the Budweiser Superfest with SWV, MC Light, and Belle Biv DeVoe. They've been hired by the NFL to perform at the Super Bowl Experience, toured in the jungles of the Amazon for a month in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. They've toured Europe, Battle of the Bands, Video Game, the Verizon Wireless, Fios Commercials, My Name is Earl, Super Fans Movie, Lionsgate, Parks and Recreation, Old Navy, Reader's Digest, Fallen UK Commercial, Fox Rio, Play Network, Platinum Rye Entertainment, BBDO Atlanta, Central Productions, South Park, Activision, DJ Hero, and the Walt Disney Company recruited tag team to perform on the Smash Children's album, Mickey Unwrapped. They've appeared on Maiden Release, of Volume 1 of MTV Jock Jams, and their video was a top 10 hit on all music networks, including MTV, VH1, BET, and The Box. They have been seen in the 5280 The Denver Magazine, TMZ.com, Washington Post, People, Atlanta Magazine, Gawker Blog, Hollywood Reporter, USA Today, Billboard. Now, I may decide to request him to come back on the show now that I'm actually feeling better, but let's get rolling with the interview that I had done. And DC Glenn, thank you for joining me. I know that list can go on probably. Now, now I want to I wanna play real quick the part where I introduce him. And the response that he gives regarding my extremely poor introduction of him. And again, I was feeling absolutely horrible. But let's start with that. And this list can obviously go on and on and on and on. <laughs> and, <laughs> I've never heard it read off quite that way. What's that? I've never heard it read off quite that way. But yeah, you've even done uh, obviously Super Bowls and all kinds of stuff, right? Um, 
you know, we just, I mean, people love the nineties. Right. And, um, I just think that was an era when music was at its purest, but that's me being biased because I grew up in that era. So, you know, everybody loves the part. Everybody loves where they grew up. And, you know, that song created a lot of memories for a lot of people. So it did. I am so blessed to be able to, as you say, not work again, but that's not true. I got to work my ass. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were in a bad record deal. Okay. So, yeah. and this is why you really want to actually be feeling well when you do these, because when I was going over this, I realized that I never even asked any information about this poor record deal, which actually would have been great to, to hear, you know, but you know, that's, that's the story of life. You know, life is baked in a cake and, you know, it, depending on the cut of your jib and what type of man you are, you know, either you look at the glass half empty or the glass half full. And I've just never quit. I've never given up. And I always just just vow when traumatic things happen to me that they'll never happen again. And that's why I've been successful and still continue to tour on a song that we did 30 years ago. So I've made a career off of one damn song. Yeah, because that was kind of like the, the one hit wonder, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, people are like, do you hate that contest? It's like, no, nah, I'll take it. Because it's not really. I mean, there's a reason that we were a one hit wonder, right? Not because we couldn't make any more music, not because it's just the song was that big that yeah. no matter what you did, nobody's trying to really hear anything else you've done. Plus, you know, like I said, we signed a bad record deal. We got we're in a 20 year legal battle over the song. So we were, our, our record, our um, career was pretty much stymied in the late 90s. So, you know, we just, lucky for us, <clears throat> it wasn't as bad as everybody else's deals. <laughs> so, yeah. able to make a living off of what we made off of royalties. So that, yeah. that helps, but that kind of gets on your nerves too. But, that's the that's the part of life that you have to kind of kind of put that to the back of your uh, back of your head, take responsibility for it because we were young men and youth is wasted on the young and just persevere and never let it happen again. So I try to explain to him in my horribly nasally voice that I have friends who became really famous pretty quick at young ages. They had lots of money before they learned to manage finances and be responsible. And of course, this is a nightmare that some never come out of. And here's how you responded. I mean, you know, I could say that I fell into it, but I really didn't fall into it because, I mean, I grew up in that era. I grew up in the crack era. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And. You know, we used to smoke weed. We used to smoke crack. We used to, I, I mean, when I got to college, I got to Sac State in 1984. And I i was introduced to metal music. So it's funny you say metal because one of my boys that I met when I was a freshman, Johnny Z, he was in the metal. I, he taught me about metal music. I taught him about hip hop, right? And he's been successful in hip hop because he produced a song called Back to the Hotel by In um, Too Deep back in the 90s so it's like i for me all that stuff was partying right 
Now there was there were times where the substance abuse would might have kicked in, right? But I knew my parents would kill me. Plus, it was just about partying. You know what I'm saying? So, and I and I I get how when traumatic things happen to people and they get into that depressed that depression area, you know, that can feel like it would help you, but it doesn't. Right. That's that's when you got to take responsibility for your actions, take responsibility for what happened to you. And then you got to fight. Right. And I just knew that, you know. Pride kills a lot of people. Yeah. And ego. Just destroys souls. So I've been a DJ for like all my life. So I've got a front row seat to humanity and I've watched all this. But I watch people not trying to figure out what to do, but trying to figure out what not to do. Yeah. Right. And that's where I think my gift is. Because when you learn what not to do, that bridge is, that gap is, you know, you shorten that gap and what to do. So I've just always lived my life like that. And I have persevered. I've been tenacious and... You know, if I you're gonna be in a law in a legal battle, you better learn how to become a paralegal. If somebody beats you out of your money, you sign a bad deal. Well, you better learn negotiation. You better learn where you made your mistakes. Um, if you didn't do your money right, well, you better run your life like a corporation and figure out finance. And I did all those things. I'm a licensed commodities broker, right? <laughs> I've done all these things because you have to turn trauma into treasure. You just have to. And there's a way to do it. And it's all about trying to find solutions as opposed to dwelling on the problems and, and the excuses. So when, you know, I thrive when people give me problems and solutions because not problems and, you know, excuses. Because that's an opportunity to come up with solutions yeah. to put in my toolbox. Now I'm truly ambidextrous in life. And if, you know, like I said, life is baked in a cake, things are going to happen. There's nothing you can do to control it. All I can control is what I do. Yeah. And I choose to educate myself. I choose to plant seeds. I choose to just grind and hustle till the end. And that's what I love about life, that you get choices. Yeah. Right. And you just have to put yourself in a position to embrace doing the work. And if you can embrace doing the work and not care about if you can treat life like not like a not like a quit pro quo. Right. If I do this, then this has to happen. Right. I don't do that. I'm like, I just hustle and then things fall out the sky on. Me. And it has worked for me well my whole life. Yeah. And it is working this very second. So yeah. if that's anything, you know, that's. If that's what we're talking about, that's what I hope that people get from me because I'm I am a motivational speaker. So I be I've gotten to be a motivational speaker because me doing PR ends up me doing all these podcasts and you start honing your message. I'm sure from the time you first started this podcast, your message has has got became more clear. You've right. learned so much more by talking to so many different diverse people. And that sticks with you and you become a better person because now you can truly talk to anybody you want to talk to because 
we all want kind of want the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm glad to be on your podcast today. And, um, you know, I love doing this because I learn more from talking. So I spoke briefly at this point and I feel I am my translator because it was hard to even understand what I was attempting to say. But I first acknowledged the powerful insight that he was presenting. Everybody who has listened to my shows or a client who has sat through my lectures or basic rambling, that I present issues as either problems or opportunities for growth. Positive paranoia are two words I use when I do my lecture on happiness. The world isn't out to get me, but instead the world is out to give to me. I'm a teacher and I am a student. And as long as I remain a student, then I will always be able to learn new things. Yeah, That's the beauty. Of that. I mean, think about it. And, and this is how, like, I try to talk to people and tell them to be this way. I am, I, I love to listen, right? But part of listening is you have to be willing to be wrong. I love being wrong because being wrong is the path to being right. <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. if you see it that way, you 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 understand like i try to tell people if if somebody says something negative to me or somebody says you're this you're that or they get whatever whatever they do that you would deem negative a lot of people react and the reaction is what keeps you stuck cuz either you're offended either your feelings are hurt all of the above right and i tell people don't react don't argue with people Right. Because a lot of times people want to argue because they love to argue because they love wallowing in their own misery. And I'll be like, okay, you're right. And I just let them, you know, but they want to argue like, well, okay, you're right. And it's like, I just let them keep going because they're going down a rabbit hole of untruth now. And now that they're going down that rabbit hole of untruth, they truly believe everything that they're spewing. And I can't do anything about that, right? But I've let that go a long time ago. And because I can admit that I'm wrong and give it up, and not only that, the exercise is, what if what they're saying is true? What would you do about it? I know what they're saying is bullshit. But what if what they were saying is true? Play the exercise, right? And you'll find that You've just created another tool and there's another lesson in that to help you in life because there's some truth in negativity. You have to find the positive in the negative. If you're just looking at the negative as negative, that's, you know, that's not going to work. You have to, there's always positive in the negative. You just have to find it. And that's what I am masterful at. And don't get me wrong. It is easier said than done. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I could take in, I'm not in my emotions either. I could take hate, envy, despair, loathing, disgust, all of those things that keep us down. I sound like Yoda. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, and I just don't react to them. I, I, I sequester my ego and I kill my pride. And now my mind is truly open to every possibility imaginable. And that's where the creativity comes in to help yourself and help others. So you have to kind of get out of your own way and you kind of have to like inside you're, 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 you're dying inside though. It's eating you up inside, 
But the fact that you didn't react, something that would have made you react and you would have been pissed off keeps you stuck. The fact that you didn't react, put that in the po- in your pocket, it turns into positive energy because it dissipates, yep. right? Because you didn't react. Of course, you're going to be pissed off inside. Of course, you're going to be, your feelings are hurt. Of course, all those things happen. But not reacting quells that and calms it down. And now you look back on it and you laugh because you realize how stupid it is for you to even react that way. So it's it's like a lot, it's almost, I'm not going to say it's mind tricks with yourself, but it's just a process. And trust me, I've had to, I've had to, I've had a lot of practice at that because if I look up and Boom, there it is in a commercial and I didn't get paid for it. That's traumatic. Because yeah. there it is, my child. It's like you took my child away from me. Yeah. And you have to get over that because you signed the contract. Take responsibility. So when you can let go and take responsibility for it, it's, it's not about I didn't get paid this. I got a forever hit record. How can I take advantage and go get my own money? How can I make money off of this opportunity that has been given to me? Well, you didn't get paid. Yeah, but I got a commercial plan for six months. I can't turn that into some money for me. Figure it out or be an old bitter rapper. And that's what happens either or. And I I just vowed I would never be old bitter rapper because you can educate yourself in finance. You can educate yourself. I mean, I, I, have coaches for everything. I have coaches for video editing. I have coach. I'll take a course. I'm in 30 different organizations because when I want to find out how to do something, I go to organization because people have been, people in organizations have been doing it 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they are masterful what they do in their profession. And they can't wait to run their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And give you the game. Yeah. You go to where the knowledge is, right? Go where the knowledge is. I'm going to a convention. I'm at a convention. I got so many. I got a, I got a contractor bag full of lanyards because <laughs> all I do is go to conventions. <laughs> and now I am so knowledgeable about every little thing. What you realize is that all these things intertwine into this big ball of focus. And now you have all these tools, right? I don't even got it. I don't, I, I don't have a toolbox. I've got a Home Depot. No, not a Home Depot. I have an Ace Hardware yeah. of tools for life that helped me get through life in the most positive way imaginable. And that's what has to happen, right? You have to educate yourself. So if there's something that you, you know, they they ask me, what do you tell kids? You know, they always call me and ask me, what do you want to say to the high school kids at the graduating class? And I'm like, there are no excuses. There are no missed opportunities. Join the organization that you see that you want to, if there's something you want to do, join the organization. If you're good at cars, join an automotive organization. Might cost you 100, 200 bucks. Or get that if you if you want to give somebody a gift, give them a membership to an organization. Cause if you know that they like how, you know, if they if they like to sew, if they like to do this, if they want to open a laundromat, if they want anything, if you know they have talent doing it, get them a membership to an organization, and then now you can go. You can learn everything you need to learn in two weeks. Because all you got to do is pick up the phone and start calling people because they're there to help you. And they have all the resources. They can help you financially. They can tell you how to do all the things to get your business up and running. And now it's time to put in the work. 
Now we get to see what you're made of because it's not just about the education and getting the knowledge. It's about putting it into practice and putting it into action. You know, if you can't do that, then you got other issues and then you find an organization that can help you with those issues. Or if you have an idea. So that's what I do. And all I can tell people is what I do. Right. And what has worked for me. And I think that's what we all do when we get in, get on these, you know, get on these Zooms and have these conversations, because there's somebody listening that one little thing that I said to somebody might change their entire life. Yep. And that's why I do what I do. I then mentioned my book, Pain, Failure and Misery are the Stepping Stones to Success. And I talk a little bit about those of us that are in the substance abuse realm and in that world. We obviously have gone through lots of pain in life and pain is obviously our greatest motivator and failure is something that is important because unless we put goals in place and we work to do the things that we're going to do, and then we need to ultimately fail. So those failures ultimately become lessons. And that's what I, this is another thing I tell people. Ain't nobody ever going to give you nothing. Don't nobody owe you nothing. Once you realize that, once you realize don't nobody care, now it's not now that's what holds people back, I think. Cause everybody, yeah. you know, well, they're supposed to do this and they're done. Well, they don't teach us that. That's like they ain't supposed to teach you that. Yeah. I said, everybody got a choice. Everybody, especially now. Man, 30 years ago, we didn't have no phone. We didn't have no cell phone. We had to go to the library. Yeah. Then you had to go to the light right library. Right. And we had to go. It was a treasure hunt. You had to learn those codes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? But now and I, when I talk to kids, I say, if you want to learn how to do something. All you got to do is type in how how to or how do I yeah. and type in the rest. And so there's no excuses. Right. But people love excuses. And because they think that's just the, it's, it's the easy way out, but it's not keeps you stuck and i just love solving problems so it's like you give me i mean that when people give me excuses on things i just look like right now i'm going through this thing where i'm teaching probably teaching about five writers how to market better because i'm in the grant writers association i'm in a uh, yeah grant writers association of america i'm in the editorial freelance writers organization not because i want to you know i want i need writers but i wanted to learn about grants like i sometimes i join organizations to learn something about something else because it has kind of to do with that organization but then i end up finding out so many other things right and like you said you wrote a book and i'm looking i'm writing my first book and but i've been i have studied seo search engine optimization the ability to get on the first page of google and be able to market in different ways and i've studied this for the last 12 years and now i mean i that's why i'm still doing tours and doing shows and getting on television because i have the ability to make to let people find me people can find me so if we want to get tag team for this, all you got to do is type in tag team DC. Anything that got to do with Wound there it is, you're going to find me. Yep. And then that's an opportunity. 
So what I'm trying to teach these, you know, these writers were like, oh, my God, AI is going to take over. We're going to lose our jobs. We're going to do this. I was like, do you realize, uh, you know, I'm on a Zoom call. It's like 50 people. They're all writers. And they're freaking out because they think AI is going to take their jobs. And they're like, it's already slow enough. And it's like this and this. And I just listen to everybody talking. All of them had a common thread that they were successful, but they were successful because of word of mouth and hustle. And I said, first off, you guys don't even realize the gift that you have, the ability to write. I said, AI will never have a heart, right? It'll never be able to feel. It'll never have a soul. It will never have the thing that, you know, it's all data. So it's all parsing data, right? Now, I'll come up with some stuff that you hadn't thought about, but writing from the heart, you know how to write. You know grammar. You know all these things that make you special. I said, that's not, you guys, that's not going to do anything. I said, where you guys are leaving money on the table is all of your websites are not getting in front of the people who can pay you. And me saying that, as opposed to all your websites suck, changed the game for a lot of people, right? It's how you tell people things. It's like you, I'm like, you guys are leaving money on the table because you've got a book about marriage and you're not even in front of people who are typing into Google on the other side. How can I save my marriage? How can I make my husband happier? How can I do this? How can I do that? Because you got to understand that there are a thousand ways to ask the same question, right? So for you, you have your book. Are you getting in front of the people who need you? Are you getting in front of the person who's like, I am depressed and I need help. I, I, I love cocaine and I can't stop. They're typing these things into Google because they want help. And if you can't be, if you, if, if they type in, I need I need a counselor or I need to talk to somebody. Or like I said, they're going to type it in a thousand different ways, ways as how it pertains to them. But me knowing SEO, I get to see all these terms that they're typing in and how many people are typing them in a month. Yeah. So if I was, somebody types in, I need a counselor because I'm on the edge and there's 7,000 people that's typing in that same thing. Well, then let me optimize my site and do a blog post about it to where I'm in front of the people that I can lead to my book that I can get them help. Because, yeah. see, we're used to the physical world, but there's a whole nother world and a whole nother frontier out there. There's gold in Dundar Hills, yeah. right? And I'm looking at it, and it's up to me to mine it. And most people don't even see it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. That's why my name is DC the Brain Supreme, because I just figure things out, man. My mind is different. I twist things. I... I I look at every aspect of it because there's always 10 ways to do something. It's not just one way, right? So that's just one of the hundred hundred little analogies that I could throw at you. And I just, that's what me doing podcasts has done for me in the last six years, right? And, you know, I'm I'm a voice artist. I'm an actor. I've really got my own ad agency now. I do my own PR. I do my own marketing. I do my own video editing. I do, I'm dang near doing my own writing. Like I suck at writing, but what I have to do is I have to talk into my phone and dictate because I can tell a story yeah. as good as the best of them. Yeah. Dictate it. Now I got it on paper. Then I give it to an editor. Now I got an incredible 
riveting piece of content that's going to help somebody in their life because it's readable and that's how I have to do it. I'm not concentrating on being the best writer I could be. I'm concentrating on helping people, right? How can I help them? In the best way, man, that's why kids sit around a campfire because they want to hear a story. That's why kids go fall asleep because they want to hear a bedtime story. Because if you do it well, you can put them to sleep in seconds, right? So a lot of stuff I just said, and I, I find my this is this is why I love doing podcasts. I can honestly say I just thought of that, <laughs> right? Just how to say it in a different way, right? Because you know it's almost like singing "Whoop There It Is" a hundred thousand times. You kind of do it a little little different every single time because if you just did it the same way, it's 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 no fun. But you still want, you know, that's probably a bad analogy because people want to hear it the way they heard it. And and how they how they love it. So one of the things with us, they say, uh, "Man, you guys sound exactly like the record," and that's that's a source of pride for me because that means I have control over, I have mastery over my vocals, right? It's just all these little gifts that hard work and perseverance and um, overcoming adversity. Those are the gifts, yeah. right? Yeah. It gives our success and not success monetarily, but success and mastery. Yeah. You're not, you haven't mastered it, but if you're on a quest for mastery, you're in the ballpark. Eventually you get there or you get in the ballpark and you can make money when you're there. So, so I then describe how I do some of my things. I have two podcasts. I have high wall clean and walk a mile in my shoes. I have our radio show that's on, Johnny Rock and Roll Radio called Hot Topics. I've been on many other podcasts, and all of my guests either present our shows while some even post our shows on their websites. I find it fun. And what you're actually seeing is not on the show, as editing has some amazing abilities. Now, watch this as I roll right into the show. So, I find doing podcasts a lot of fun, and it definitely gets our name out there. And, and people think, People ask me all the time, why are you doing podcasts? You ain't getting paid? I was like, well, podcast is like, I'm killing six birds with one stone. Free advertising. Right? I'm, I'm doing my PR so yeah. people are seeing me. Yeah. But I'm also practicing articulation for voiceover. I'm practicing storytelling for when I write. I'm practicing all these things as I do it. And I'm also, this is an SEO venture because most podcasters are going to put it out on different platforms they're going to put it out on spotify they're going to put it out on apple so now you put dc glenn in one of those links now i get to go and seo all that up so when people type in dc glenn i've got 10 pages probably way more than that full of podcasts this show goes out on all pretty much all the audio youtube exactly. my site exactly. <laughs> you take those links and you power those links up because i know seo yep. and then that's that's where everything comes together. So it's like I'm practicing so many different things as I do one podcast that people don't even understand why I'm even doing a podcast. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's amazing to me. But I don't, you know, I don't hold anything against anybody. I just try to educate people and tell them the things that I know because I've been blessed, right? Yeah. And 
I just give. They're like, man, you should, you should be, you should be, people should be paying you for this. It's like, no, man, you got to give what you want first, right? Well, you get, you get paid for this. Yeah, and is is a big picture. You get paid for it, you know. Yeah, man. And you know, it don't, it don't cost nothing to be nice. It don't cost nothing to give, right? (laughs) But you know, you can, you you can lose everything by being an asshole. So, but. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we all know that, but everybody is kind of, you know, it ain't for everybody. It's just not, but hopefully I can give people a couple of little practical nuggets to make their lives a little bit better. I'll tell you, it's funny. I, when I went to, I was at work and I told, I told the clients that I was going to be meeting with you. Most of them knew exactly who you were. And most of them, mm-hmm. a lot of them do all the lyrics to the song. <laughs> and, you know, and the Geico show was two years, you know, last couple of years, that Geico commercial just blew us up, yeah. right? With the ice cream and the sprinkles, right? That that was special because that came when, that came in the pandemic and everybody needed some joy. Yeah, Everybody needed to remember what fun was, right? And... It's a, it is so popular that we have to perform it at our shows. It's like the encore. And everywhere we go, people are like, I love that commercial. We especially the older older people, especially people my age and older. They're like, I've loved you guys forever. And then when you did that Geico commercial, that's probably one of the best commercials of all time. And I'm just like, really? It's like, man, just like, and I've got the videos to prove it. I've got grandpas doing it, dogs jumping up and down every time it comes on. It's their baby's first words. Like, that's what Wound There It Is was 30 years ago. But now I get to see it 30 years later, wow. right? Because people are always, people, TikTok, there's a million TikToks about that commercial, yeah. right? Yeah. And I just feel blessed and I take those opportunities and I try to turn them into 10 and it works. Stay getting shows. We stay getting opportunities, and you know I'm off. I'm off to LA this week to try to get more opportunities. So you you won't be too far from me. <laughs> hey, I could, if I there's one thing I tell people, it is never too late. There are no missed opportunities. You can always correct everything that you think you've done wrong in your life, but it's yeah. up to you. Put in the work and don't settle. Yeah, don't settle. I, and that's the thing. People give up. It's like, well, I'm a certain age, so I can't do these things anymore. It's like, I feel brand, I feel like a brand new baby. Yeah. I don't even. You, got, you kind of just came back, right? Is that kind of the was there was a? Ah, we've never been anywhere, but it's like I'm not a rah rah guy. I don't need. So, here's an addiction for you. Don't you feel that young people need that attention? That's why everybody like. The young people love social media because it's all about look at me, look at me, look at me. So they're willing to do ignorant, dumb stuff to to be seen. And that's why they go viral, because they're willing to put themselves out there in a way that they're going to regret 30 years down the line because it's documented. Us being mature. We're not doing that. So social media is a struggle for us. So people, you know, people like you got to do what them young kids are doing. I'm like, no, I don't, because all I care about is Google. I said I could take I could I said I've I've have, I have reversed it. I don't have to do social media, but I know how to use social media effectively, right? As 
a person who don't like to use it because I'm not about to do all that. I make a bunch of videos all the time and try to stay relevant. And hey, everybody, look at me, even though that's their world. That's not my world. My world is if somebody asks, how do I become an entrepreneur? Then I'm going to make a TikTok. I'm going to make a, a video across all the platforms and I'm going to optimize that TikTok video. And the title is going to be how to become an entrepreneur. And when I optimize all these and put them across all the platforms, they pop up on the page in Google that says, how do I become an entrepreneur? Because I know SEO and how to optimize. So now I'm getting in front of the people who can pay me. I'm getting in front of the people who need my help. And Google fuels the fuels the social media. So now my social media is not in a timeline where you're just scrolling through. My social media is on a website where you found a video to the question that you asked, that you asked. And now you have the answer. And now you're going to follow me no matter what, because you know, that's what I do. See, there's a different way to do everything. And people just think there's only one way. And I just, that's why I love when, you know, people try to tell me that I can't do something. People tell me it don't work that way. People tell me, you know, you can't, because I'm a firm believer that you cannot, you know, it's just a waste of time hating on young people for being young. You can't hate on hate on young people for being young, right? But and and the reason is to even be in that mind state means that you think you're less than when you have the greatest gift that they'll never have, which is experience. Yeah. And you can take your experience and put it with what they know and come up with something so different that now it's custom to you. And nobody can do it but you. Because there's what is this, nine ways to skin a cat. Is that, the, is that the analogy? You see what I'm saying? So that's that's what people, that's what you have to do. You have to let go of all these things that hold you back. All your, you know, all these things that you believe, all the things that you've grown up with because things change and you got to have an open mind for everything. And that's where the creativity comes. And then you test it. If it don't work, so what? You know what I mean? Like I said, no quit pro quo. You don't, all I do is plant seeds. Like you don't plant a seed, sit down Indian style and say, okay, seed, I need you to grow. Wait a minute. The seed ain't growing. Come on, seed, grow. Man, the seed don't work. I quit. How many people we know like that? Oh, yeah. real estate say, I'm going to be rich. Or did this and say, and then like it didn't happen, they quit. I plant that seed and keep it moving. Because you don't know how long it's going to take that seed to grow. Yeah. But water it. The preparation of planting the seed, you wouldn't even have planted the seed if you weren't prepared for it, right? And what I understand with seeds, there's always going to be a harvest. Some years it's going to be great. Some years it's not going to be so great, but there's always going to be something to eat because you planted the seeds. Yeah. It's just simple, practical thinking. That was another thing that I really liked about you when I read was your idea of thinking outside the box. I felt this later. I've never been in a box. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's just, but you know what? Here's my analogy. I thrive in the bizarro world. Right. Because think about the last three years and you know what that analogy, you know what that means. Right. And I, the last three years has kind of been the bizarro world, right? Everything is upside down. Out of the bizarre world or the upside down. That's I just thought of that. If you could survive in the upside down, 
right? You you're, you're ambidextrous. You can it doesn't matter what happens to you know in your environment because you know how to handle it. Yep. And that's the key, right? And I'm very, very good at that. And that's what I concentrate on because you're gonna life is gonna throw you things that you don't see coming. My whole concept is not to get blindsided because you're going to get blindsided. But if you work on, if you prepare not to get blindsided, you can see things coming. Yeah. Right. And now you're prepared and you can kind of slip move. <laughs> right? Sometimes you got to bend. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and then sometimes, you know, because people ask me all the time, DC, how do you do it? How do you go into new ventures? Aren't you scared? Aren't you fearful? I'm like, yeah. I'm scared. I'm just as scared as the next person. I'm just as fearful as the next person. But you could do two things at once. You could be scared and keep it moving. Because <laughs> there's no way around it. There's no way under it. There's no way over it. The only way to it is through it. Yeah. So the only, the only way to tackle your fear is just to fight it and go through it. And then you get on the other side and you can laugh at it. It's almost like it didn't even happen. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I want it to be hard because I know nobody else is going to do it. Like SEO, digital marketing, right? It's like a 15-layer cake. Even the masters, the dudes that are the best, they do 10 layers. I chose to study all 15 and understand all 15 because now I can make a thousand different cakes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? My cake game is incredible because I know I've mastered every level of cake making, right? And that is where... You know, the, the the Padawan becomes the master, right? I've been a Padawan for a long time. But now, what you know, my masters are coming back and saying, hey, how do I do this? Because I know you're doing that. So, like, you need to talk to D.C. He knows how to do that. I don't mess with that because everybody has a certain type of fear. And there are things that they that are difficult to them. And I have them, too. But I still know that and ha have have a method of dealing with things and have been successful in overcoming those things and learning them that there's nothing I won't little, I'm not willing to learn because I know there's a, you got to figure out a way to learn. I have a, I've coined this phrase, learn how to learn. It's not enough to learn. You got to learn how to learn. Right. Yeah. And people don't do that. Like for me, I, you know, I hate to read, but you need to read, right? And if I get a long email, by the time I get past first two sentences, I don't know if it's dyslexia or whatever it is. I'm not going to blame nothing on it. I just know it don't work for me. I guess I, I, I have to read it again because I'm daydreaming. But if I throw the email, long email in the AI and let it read to me, now I'm doing something else, but I'm still getting the pieces. And if something interests me, then I can go back and read along with it as it's speaking to me. Yeah. Learn how to learn. So now I'm more effective because I could do books like that. I do books like that. I do papers, journals, things that I need to read because my mind is always racing. So I, it's hard for me to focus on what I'm reading. But if it's reading it to me, like we're having a conversation back and forth. Oh, yeah, I got it all. And. I've got to record it. I can go back to the game tape, right? I can go back over that 40 times. There are courses that I've taken 40 times. Another learn how to learn. I get a course. It might be 20 different pieces of that course. I make it all one course. I, I take the, all the videos, 
string them all together. Now it's just one video. And then I play it at five times the speed. So it's, I'm Alvin and chipmunking it. So if it's a video course that might take two hours, it's going to take a half hour because I sped it up. Because you're never going to know everything on one pass of something that's two hours. Right. But if you right. speed it up to where you still can legibly hear what they're talking about, you pick up pieces. Right. And if you do it over and over and over and over again, you start picking up all the pieces. And then now things right. now are starting to make sense. And now you know it. Learn how to learn. Yep. I've got a hundred tactics I use that way. Yeah. I yeah. can't do it the traditional way anymore because we're not in a traditional time, right? Life has evolved. Life will pass you by. I learned that when we had to switch from vinyl to CDs. And I'm a DJ. I'm like, I ain't going to never DJ with no damn CDs. Y'all got me messed up. And then I seen other DJs surpassing me. And I learned my lesson. Right, you better stay up on everything. Just because it's new, don't mean it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta combine them. You take, you got the old, you got fundamentals. The old school is fundamental. Traditional means you have the fundamentals of life, but life will pass you by because the new school are the new fundamentals to be old school later. There's always going to be something new. You can't stop it. So you better embrace it and be ahead of it. And I've watched that, you know, and, and that's when it comes into pride. That's when it comes into people stuck in their own ways. That's when it comes to kind of comes back to addiction. Right. Yeah. And I've watched pride kill a lot of people that I love. Yeah. Yep. And my, my, my mission is just to tell people my mission, you know, I can't help everybody. I can't tell everybody, but I can be the example tell my story and that's what i do yeah so i told him that when i was writing my book that each of the chapters in my book begins with a poem and it was the poem that actually gave me enough spark to actually be able to write the entire chapter because i used to hate writing and i really do believe that the poem actually played a lot into my abilities to give me that motivation to be able to write the chapter on my book i took all i went through I know all, you know, the stories that I tell. So I just wrote down, first thing I did was write down all these stories that I talk about all the time, all these analogies. And now I got to make decisions. What do I do? What do I deal with? What do I talk about? Where where do the lessons come from? And for me, the, a lot of the lessons come from a 20-year legal battle because that's my life. Yeah. Right? So if you're in a 20-year legal battle, that is mentally draining. So how do you even deal with that? And that's going to be things that come from maybe you you had a divorce or maybe you have this problem or may, these little these little practical things. You got to you got to attack it. And me trying to, you know, me just learning how to learn the vocabulary of lawyers. That's yeah. paralegal yeah. stuff. Yeah. And now I know what emotion is and now I know what this is and now I know what they're doing. And now I know how these two record companies are battling each other and they got us in the middle as the pawns. Now I know what they're trying to do to each other. Now I can monitor it. I can go back and do case law. I got it. I know the site now because uh, the site to go get old cases that pertain to my case. So I get to read those and I get to get information from them to how to battle plan for me 
and not really spend no money. But then it came a time where we had to lawyer up and I gave these lawyers a big box of discovery. And they figured out six, six different ways for us to prevail. If I don't do that, I might be an old bitter rapper. But I don't I'm never going to look at it like that because I'm the one that signed that paper. Take the responsibility and do whatever you can do to correct that situation. Yeah. Correct that situation with hustle and education. Love it, man. Hey, man. They don't want it with me. I promise you. <laughs> I'm not going to quit. I promise. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. As long as you're breathing, there's nothing on this planet you can't not achieve. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll tell you what's funny. When I had Tommy Chong on the show, right? Mm-hmm. He said something that was was so awesome. He he's he's had cancer twice, right? He had uh colon cancer and uh prostate cancer. And the last one was the colon cancer. And he he made a statement on the show. He goes, I had to get a colostomy bag, and he goes, You know what? It's it was just another experience I get to deal with. Yep. And I remember him saying that. I was like, man, that is that's profound. Because life is baked in a cake. Yeah, you can't stop life. It just things are gonna happen, coincidentally or however they happen, they're gonna happen. Another thing you just gotta deal with, right? But what you want to do is you want to alleviate the things that don't mean anything off of your plate, and you want to keep it clean. And that's how you that's education and hustle does that. Yeah, so I mean, that story right there should educate people that they need to take colonoscopies regularly. You know, my doctor's like, you're going to take a colonoscopy every three years. I probably like four colonoscopies since I I started my, I did my first one. I was like 40, 45, probably like 40, you know? So, and she's telling because she's a doctor and she sees people come in and their colons is blown up because they never had a colonoscopy and they don't monitor. So I'm very, that's one of those things, learn how to learn. I learned how to learn by going, having good insurance, having two insurances so I can go and learn from doctors on what is going on with my body, learn how to read my own blood work, learn how to do all these. I've had two back surgeries successfully because I did the work. He's like, get your BMI down to this. I lost a hundred pounds. Boom. Let's go. Whatever needs to be done gets done. Right. But we all are human. We all have flaws. Yeah. You just want to mitigate those flaws as best you can over time. And that's life. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get it. It's like, there's no either or you just do just go. And if you fall off the wagon, get back up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Hey man, I I want to ask you the one question I ask everybody on this is that, if you were to give a message to, to people out there suffering with substance abuse, what would you tell them? Get help. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's more than that. Join an organization, right? There, 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 it don't even have to be a substance abuse organization. You can join anywhere, any place that you could talk to somebody who's kind of been through what you've been through. Yeah. Right. Because I know you've been through, through it. But if I told you some stories about me and me partying, you would be like, he's been through it too. Yeah. So what's the difference between us? You know, what, 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 how did he deal with it and how did he deal with it? So when you can hash those things out with other people, you come up with like, 
I'll give you the perfect analogy. I'm an actor. And I started acting in 2017. And I went to class every day because that's what I do. When I want to learn how to do something, I will go every day. I will find the best teachers. I will do whatever it takes. I will befriend the teachers. I will help them set up the chairs, help, help them set up their cameras, do everything I can do to get their knowledge, right? Because I want to be an actor. But then I kept, anything that you do, you're going to suck at the beginning. It's just the way it is. And every teacher is telling me the same thing. You got to do this. 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 But on the 14th time, Natalia Livingston, I'm doing a scene and I'm talking loud because I'm a radio DJ. I'm a, I'm rapping in front of stadiums. Okay. I'm bombastic. She said, DC, why are you talking so loud? You're overacting. It looks like you're overacting when you do that. You got to control your voice. I was like, but I am. She's like, DC, when you're in a movie and you're on a television, you're going to have a microphone on. So you don't need to talk loud. I said, oh, yeah. And that changed everything for me because now I can whisper. Now I can talk like this. If you look at actors on television, they're talking like this, but it's yeah. still riveting. Because they're talking low. They're not yelling. They're not they're, they're talking just like this where we can have a conversation like you yep. would regularly in life. Yep. Changed everything. And, and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't seek out and do the work. So case number 9735, the state of Georgia versus Alexis Colby. The defendant has been charged with the crime of murder in the first degree. How do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor, by reason of sanity. Thank you, Mrs. Kobe, for that clarification. Don't mess up my hair, Gibby. I got a big day today, man. Hush, your afro gonna thank me. That is Wilkes. What you gonna do now you don't got out? Try not to go back. Well, you was a singer too, huh? What you saying? I don't hear something for? Sit on my lap, I'm gonna sit pride. Put it in that jukebox, it ain't shit. Now this one here, this the one you need to put out on record. Uh, Man, what's going on? Got some friends who need a favor from me. All right, what friends? Them. If it's the them I think you're talking about, why would they send you? Oh. Do what they ask. Prove yourself. This could be good for you. When did you get out? Two weeks ago. Inmates for good behavior got on parole because of this virus thing. What do you want, Melvin? What'd I tell you about calling me Melvin? I'm your dad. Being blood does not make you a father. All I'm trying to do is holler at you. Shit. I, got, I gotta go. Anyways, I have a date. What? Prison. Got me thinking about a lot of things. Oh, me and your mom's were so young. Young? Were you young three years ago when you decided to barge into my mother's apartment, drunk? No. You know, I don't have time for this. I don't ever want you to call me again. Damn. So, find people to talk to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say get help, because get get help sounds like you need help and your pride is going to get in the way of that. Find people to talk to that have been through what you've been through. And then they'll guide you. And then if that, if you want to find, find an organization, just type in whatever it is you think that you, that's your affliction. 
and then put trade organization after it. And you'll come back with the whole list of everybody and then pick up the phone and start calling people and say, why should I give you my $300 a year to be in your organization? And they're going to come with, you know, the greatest hits of we do this and we do this and we do this, that, that, and this and this. But what they don't realize is while they're pitching you, they're teaching and helping you yep. because you're getting the knowledge and you might get the one thing that helps you overcome your addiction. Yep. There's all kinds of ways to do it, man. Yeah. You just have to, you have to want it. You have to want it and you have to be willing to do the work. And sometimes, you know, that right there is the difference. If you really want it, it's there for you. So I, I want to thank you for letting me come on here and run my mouth. Yeah, I, hey, I want to thank you, man. I appreciate it. Because you know? <laughs> I, like I can say I learned more. And that's why I can do any podcast. I've done podcasts on marriage. I've done podcasts on everything. Because yeah. all these threads align. Because yeah. life, man, yeah. is the things that we all go through. Yep. Everybody just goes through them differently. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and let them know how they can get a hold of you. All you got to do is, so here's, here's the thing. Just type in DC Glenn, type in tag team, type in womb. There it is. And you'll find me and everything that I'm doing. That's SEO. That's the ability to be found. And I have done that masterfully. So if you type in right now, you're going to find so much more stuff about me. Yeah. I mean, think of, you know, that's, that's what it's about. Right. And there is no one thing. You know, you might be looking me for me for something else or for this or for that. So you have to be able to, if you type in one thing, it leads you to everything. Yeah. And that's what I'm about. So, yeah. well, hey, that was very cool. And I really appreciate again, you coming on the show. That was very insightful. And, and if all of you that are listening can subscribe to our channels, I'd really appreciate it. Keep checking us out. And my name again is Eric McCoy, and this is High Wall Clean. And as I always like to say, let's keep getting high, but let's do it clean. We'll see you soon.